Waiver Wired is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet and you get with Caesars Rewards. Must be 21 or older. It's finally here, Super Bowl 58 week. We are here with some of our favorite bets for the big game. We're going to talk a little bit of fantasy news, but we're going to spend most of the time on the big game this week. Eddie, are you ready for Sunday night? It's already here. I cannot believe it. Uh, this entire season gone in a blink of an eye. We're now going into the Super Bowl, which I feel personally, I'm not sure your take on this, Jen. I feel like the buzz is not at an all-time high because of, I guess, Chiefs fatigue, plus maybe like people upset the Niners made it over the lines, which we did talk about. But I just I thought maybe that would change going into this. Like, I know we had the off week, no football last Sunday. Very strange. But I also thought that, like, we would have more buzz and maybe meeting. I would spark some stuff. And it's been none of that. It's been like Kadarius Tony being upset with the Giants still like nothing really crazy came out of it. So I'm kind of shocked. I'm kind of shocked. Recording this midday Tuesday, not a ton of buzz going to this. But I, I, and I think it's because. If either team wins the Super Bowl, not a lot changes. If the team that if the Chiefs win, ho hum, Patrick Mahomes is great. If the Niners win, it's like, well, you should. You've been around this for a while. And if either team loses, it's like Niners just probably running right back. Brock Purdy's you know two for two in NFC title games, and Mahomes obviously don't change anything with the Chiefs. So I, I think there's not a lot of stakes to be had. That's kind of my thought process so far early in this week. Well, the Niners are already the early favorites for Super Bowl twenty twenty five. Um, and yeah, we've seen this chiefs episode before, like we just did this last year. And also I think maybe it doesn't feel as exciting to us. Like last year we were at the super bowl and the Eagles were there and it felt like it had been a while and it was all new and fresh, but maybe it's exciting to another group of people who aren't the NFL people, this whole new generation of Swifties and girls that probably want jackets designed by Christian Juszczyk. And, you know, so, so maybe it's just us, maybe we're ho-hum, but maybe the rest of the world is really into it because based on the amount of Taylor Swift props and Taylor Swift themed props you're seeing out there for novelty props, it's kind of insane. And I'm guessing that there will be people wagering. There's always people that wager on the Super Bowl. They go to Super Bowl parties. They they wager on the commercials. They wager on halftime. I think people are even wagering on this romance now. It's like a whole new market. So maybe for us, it's like, oh, hum. maybe for others, it's their first time. I, I read something before that there's going to be like 20, like six or $23 billion. They forecast like that is going to be bet on this game, yeah. um, which most of that is on the the teeny boppers betting on some kind of Taylor Swift exotic prop, but just an insane amount of money uh, that we're all like, you know, focus on this one big event. And again, back to my point, and you're right up by that with the Taylor Swift stuff with her travel. Will she make it? You know, I think she's in Japan doing a show. Will she make it in time? Uh, you know, we do lemon pepper parlay here on the network with, you know, diehard Chiefs fan Mark Gunnels, the kid from Kansas City. And even Taylor Swift came up in his analysis of this game. And I'm like, man, we cannot escape it. If diehard Chiefs fan Gunnels is going to be talking about Taylor so we cannot escape it and um yeah that's been the that's been the real star of the show it's been it's it's you know kelsey's relationship not really the on-field stuff can you get open up the scene versus the niners no it's why didn't Taylor Swift mention you at the Grammys? It's just, you know, I, I, I'm yeah. not even trying to poo-poo. I think it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a, a fun, exciting game. I'm okay with either outcome. But, yeah, I think, like, last year, you're right. We were there. Eagles, you know, making the Super Bowl again. You know, young Jalen Hurts, young coach Nick Sirianni. There was some buzz with that. The Chiefs finally back in the Super Bowl after, you know, missing it for a year. Um, but now we're, we're, you know, these, these, I guess these teams just feel like the, the, the rehash teams we're kind of used to seeing. And, um, right now I get, again, Tuesday we're recording this, not an insane amount of buzz. It's just like, yep, it's the big game where we have to watch it. We're obligated to, but whatever happens, happens. I mean, I find myself not that interested even when I'm digging into props and stuff. Like I'm just kind of like already a little bit checked out. Maybe it's because these two matched up already. And certainly it has something to do with the fact that, you know, no, it was, maybe it was more exciting to us because an NFC East team was in it last year. Do you right. think? I think that's the I don't know. I, I think it's very interesting that everybody seems to want to have uh, the Cowboys former coaches and everybody that's going to be playing versus the Cowboys and the NFC East is going to know what's going on. I mean, Dan Quinn now with the commanders and of course the news that Cliff Kingsbury is going there instead of the Raiders. Do you think that means Caleb Williams is also going there? I think 
look, Caleb, they, they hired Cliff Kingsbury and uh, Caleb Williams posted on his uh, Instagram, I believe, saying like, congrats, coach. The the Bears also hired a new offensive coordinator. We did not see Caleb Williams say congrats, coach, to that one. So he is from Washington. I think there's a chance, you know, obviously with the USC tie-ins, the connections there, he wants to kind of force his way there. Um, is Washington now going to move heaven and earth to move up the one spot to get him? Or are the Bears just going to hold on to Justin Fields and takes it like they're the Justin Fields domino? I feel like has to be solved ahead of the the draft for this to all kind of make sense because with having fields there still it's like well what are the bears going to do if the bears move on from fields then they could take a huge offer and move and and then they'll trade down to the commanders could pick the number one spot because that's what i would do if i was a a savvy gm there but uh, i i think you know we've seen it happen in the past where eli manning you know my quarterback moved him like wanted to play in the giants not in the chargers he kind of orchestrated it and they made a move i think we may see the same thing because and this is not to kind of I know there's been a lot of scouting reports about Caleb Williams, his, you know, mental makeup, but if there was a guy who was probably prone to doing this, the guy who paints his fingernails and the guy who talks about wanting to, you know, cuddle with his mom and watch movies, it's probably the guy that wants to not play for the bears and play for where he's comfortable with his coach. So I, I do think the commanders right now, their front office is like, what are we going to do? Like, what is the approach to getting the, the USC quarterback guy? I, I think it's definitely in play. Well, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to comment on Caleb Williams painting his nails and cuddling with his mom. I just, yeah, um, Dan Quinn was not an exciting hire for me for fantasy for the commanders, but Cliff Kingsbury might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jahan Dotson is someone that is kind of coming, bubbling back up in the back of my mind is someone that might be interesting. That's probably free in your dynasty leagues right now. So uh, I'm a little interested there, but you know what's even more interesting to me is Raheem Mostert saying what excites him about the Falcons is Drake London and Bijan Robinson. That is exactly what we want to hear. Please let it be true. <laughs> yeah, we we needed a coach that we trust, uh, and Raheem Morris doing this is is great. Uh, that's the reason why they, the I Falcons... I just called him Raheem Mostert. Did I? You, I, maybe... I might have. I'm sorry, Raheem Morris. Your brain's on your brain's in fantasy mode. You're thinking about <laughs> you know, running backs to score points, thinking about running future running backs and Bijan to score points as well. That's where our brains are uh, in this fantasy world. But yeah, I mean, when you're when the organization, obviously before Morris got there, is spending draft capital on London and on Kyle Pitts and on Bijan, and he mentioned those players and how he wants to use them. It's like we all said in the offseason, this Falcons team has a good kind of blueprint. Why was Bill Belichick interviewing them multiple times? Like with the Atlanta Falcons because they have young, talented pieces there. So I am glad a coach recognizes that. And I, I think obviously uh, they could be a real contender in the NFC South. It's a very winnable division uh, that we've, you know, we talked about in the past too. Like we did not expect Baker Mayfield to come down there, win the division. The Falcons definitely in contention to win the division with all those, uh, those great guys and offense they have. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, we could. I mean, that division is wide, wide open. So uh, Eric Benemy is uh, available. Uh, Bill Belichick is available. And Mike Vrabel is available, uh, apparently because of his very large stature, which is something that happens to me all the time when I don't get a gig. I'm, I'm constantly told it's my, you know, imposing physical presence that keeps me from advancing in my career to a- a- another position. It, I It is so... Asinine <laughs> that this is even a story because number one, we just saw a team play in the NFC title game with their head, you know, their head coach is Dan Campbell, who was I think bigger statistically than Mike Vrabel. Campbell's like six five, Vrabel's like six four, whatever. It doesn't even matter. Like, what kind of weird is this a way of GM? Like, I don't know which GM said this. We're not going to know. But all the teams that interviewed him, is this their way of kind of getting out why they didn't hire him? Is like they're kind of like saving face here. Oh, yeah, we didn't hire him. He was too big. We were afraid he's going to scream at us. Like Mike Rabel went through one of the worst front office regimes in like the history of the NFL with a team trading away AJ Brown. So there you're afraid now that he's going to want some say in his players from not being traded away. This guy took Ryan Tannehill and a bunch of bums uh, outside of King Henry to, uh, you know, to deep into the AFC playoffs, uh, but a bunch of years. 
if anything, he's proved that like he's not just some dumb big meathead. This guy could clearly coach um, oh, yeah. in multiple ranks, and I just think it's a bad job. It's a really weird move for GMs to be like, oh, we didn't go, we didn't go with them, and the reason why is this. Like, no, it's a bad reason, and you're doing that because you're afraid when you're a coach that you hired if he stinks, and then if you're able to get the job next coaching cycle and he's great again because he will be great again, then you're gonna. You're, that's like I, I'm I'm just sick of this weird I- anonymous source crap. I want the Cowboys to use Mike Vrabel as their DC, but I'm probably dreaming because it doesn't sound like there's been any interview there. Um, so we'll see. But I, I, he's just too good of a coach to be not oh. employed. It blows my mind. I think that I would rather have Vrabel than Bel- Belichick right now. Without, I'll, I'll definitely agree because but, one wants to meddle in the GM affairs and he's tracker it's proven he's been terrible at uh at drafting and Vrabel did a lot with a little plus the age gap is humongous humongous yeah so anyway that's our fantasy talk for today let's just let's start diving into this postseason stuff now you guys are probably out there building dfs lineups a quick word about dfs lineups of course it is only showdown slates this week so the important thing to remember is that you need to pick the right captain for your team your captain gets you one and a half points, your captain or your MVP, depending on which site you're playing on, will get you one and a half points. And then you'll have either four more players or five more players, depending on the site that are flex players, any player you want to fill it out. Uh, with that captain salary, you know, the salary is increased. It's one and a half salary as well as one and a half points. So you want to consider that. And I just want to recommend that if you're playing in cash games, you probably do want to start a Christian McCaffrey, a Travis Kelsey, or a quarterback in that spot if you're playing in cash. If you're playing in a tournament, please think outside the box. There will be so many people playing this game, and there are only so many combinations you can have, and you're going to have to split that pot if your lineup wins. So consider doing something like starting a defense in your captain spot or starting a kicker. Like I can easily see a situation where this is Harrison Butker versus Jake Moody. This can happen. This is the Super Bowl. People want it to be high scoring, but sometimes it finishes with Patrick Mahomes not scoring a single touchdown. That happened recently. So there's no reason not to do this. If you're entering a tournament, just bear that in mind that everyone's playing. Everyone's only playing a combination of five or six players. So try to find a way to differentiate yourself. And maybe that involves switching around the captain spot. And no matter what you do, Consider game script when you build it, right? You just took a bunch of random players, put them in a puzzle because they fit the salary. Think about, okay, I think the Niners are going to win. If the Niners are going to win, it's got to be via Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey should be your captain. Fine, spend up. But if the Niners are winning, then Patrick Mahomes is probably throwing. Who's he throwing to? Maybe Rice is the more affordable pass catcher. Just play it out in your mind. And if the Niners are winning, maybe that means the Chiefs are being held to more field goals. Maybe Butker is a good play. You know, maybe he's going to get some long field goals because they're, they're keeping him under control. So just, just make a scenario in your mind and build a couple lineups. Don't just still build one, you know, build a few. And put them in the same contest and have fun. So that's my DFS advice. Now, we've got to get to the player props mm-hmm. for the game. I think, Eddie, now's a good time. Well, you know what? Now's a good time to take a quick break. You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after 
for qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Okay, everybody, we're back and it's time for the main event. We're going to talk about a few novelty props. We're going to definitely talk about some player props. But the main event, the reason you tuned in today is our take on the national anthem bet. Now, we are 3-0 since we've been doing waiver wired together on the national anthem. And we have gone against consensus with our picks. For instance... Mickey Guyton's national anthem, Mark was set at 95 seconds. Everyone went onto YouTube and saw that she was singing it much faster and took the under and said it was a slam dunk. We said, and we have the footage, we have the tape so we can prove this. I said, no way. She's going to take longer. It's a Super Bowl. She's going to take her moment. No way she's going that short. Then we said, Chris Stapleton, I think it was set at 206. And everyone was like, oh, he's going to take so much time. Maybe because of Mickey Guyton, I'm not sure. Oh, he's going to have the guitar. He's going to do all these riffs. He's definitely going over. We got plus money taking the under. It clocked in at like 201. Now, pressure's on, Eddie. This line opened for Reba McIntyre at 84 and a half. This would make it the fastest national anthem of all time. It's now moved to 90 and a half. Your immediate lean, tell me, and then I'm going to kind of go through where I've been with this this week. So uh, I know we talked a little bit last week. We were making the jokes. Like if we knew there was a backing band, uh, then obviously we we talked about that would probably expand. There's no info on that yet. I am trying desperately here. Um, I know that uh, I did give it a goog uh, when this came, you know, we were talking about it, it became a news story and Reba has sang it before. Um, it was 97 World Series, Dallas Cowboys game, and then like a celebrity softball game. And then in two of those, uh, she went about 80 seconds. So that's, you know, 10 and a half seconds nice. under. And then the one that she went a little bit longer was closer to um, a minute 30, which is 90 seconds, still the under. Um, so and that was the, the Dallas Cowboys game there. So I think like obviously that's why it's minus uh, money if she's going under because of they expect her to be a little bit faster than normal. And if she goes over, it's plus money. Um, I know I, you would know way more about this than I would, but her age and stuff that may affect the the, the length of it as well. Um, also, you could talk more about the nerves factor. I don't think Reba necessarily is nervous. She's obviously has quite the storied career here, but just from based on her track record and just from what you have sent me, um, those those clips we did tweet about it, um, you know, even trying to stretch it, you're still getting the under so um, I it for me, it's hard to I don't I just probably don't see her going over from my very novice um, you know point of view here. And so. Here's what I did. This is what I do every year when we do this pick. I pretend I like I, I put on my actor cap and I pretend I'm that person and I sing the national anthem the way I think that person would sing it. So if I were singing it as Whitney Houston, it would be very different than if I were singing it as Reba McIntyre. So I did this. I watched her version once. That's it. Just once. And I was like, okay, now you're, you're Reba. Which one did you watch by the way? I watched the softball game one. Okay. You're Reba and uh, you are older and you're singing at the Super Bowl. How would you sing it? And I just started singing it. And let me tell you, I sang it fast. Mm-hmm. I had to keep slowing myself down to try to stretch it out hmm. for how I think she would do it. 
And here are the reasons why. First of all, as you get older, your breath control isn't as much, it's not as strong. Now, some people think that means she's gonna have to stop and take bigger breaths and that's gonna take a long time. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is she's gonna be able to deliver this in a more conversational style, which is kind of how she's always done it. Like she doesn't add the extra high note on Land of the Free. Mm -hmm. If I were doing it, if Whitney Houston were doing it, if Christina Aguilera were doing it, we would be riffing, we would be showing off. But here's the difference. If I were doing it, I would be trying to impress everybody because this is the biggest stage I'd ever been on. And I would want everybody to be impressed with my Super Bowl appearance. Which is why I thought Mickey Guyton would go over because mm -hmm. this is the biggest stage she'd ever been on. This is not the biggest stage Reba McIntyre's ever been on. This is not that big of a deal for her. What's important for her is just getting out a beautiful, clean version that gets people excited. Like last year, people loved that Chris Stapleton. Yes. He delivered it yes. cleanly. There was no extra anything to distract from it. Yeah. That's the, Chris, right. the, the Chris Stapleton just to butt in was uh, all time. And then that's where we got the iconic uh, Nick Sirianni crying face from that one. Everyone remembers that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think... I'm going to go with the juice side. This is the first year we've done this. I think it's going to go under. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to go And I actually think if I could find a better rate at under 86, I would take it as low as under 86. Wow. Yeah, so the one that you the one that you based off just to give some context to the viewers was uh, her the slurry softball game that was in 2017. Um, the other time she sang the anthem was way 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 back in 1997. So it was a gap there. Also, you mentioned the age thing. Reba currently is 68 years old. She's turning 69 in March. So you're right. The breath control is obviously uh, a lot harder. There is a good article, I believe, the, the Athletic wrote uh, when breaking down each way, uh, you know, each Super Bowl, the over unders, and um, you know the history of the Super Bowl. And since 1994. 14 singers have gone two minutes or longer uh, with more recent years trending up the past 10 years. Only three have gone right. under two minutes. It was pink Demi Lovato. And then we talked about Mickey Guyton uh, two years ago, though the rest have all surpassed the two minute mark. So we are clearly saying here, uh, we do not foresee uh, that happening. We see about you. So you, th you said under 86. So you think what's your, what's your like number second number bet? Like you think it's hovering around like 85? Yes. Okay. I do. That's my guess. I mean, I could be, like I said, they could instead decide to have a choir behind her, a whole band, all of this. But I think if I'm Reba, where I am in my life, I'm doing a clean acapella version and just getting right to it. And it's really good. And she's done it a lot. And she's done it a lot that way. And I will tell you that there is muscle memory, even in the tempo, when you're singing, like I can sing arias I've sung a million times in opera houses and I could just randomly start on the right note because I have the muscle memory and I will sing it at the same tempo because I have the muscle memory. Mm -hmm. I just think that's what she's going to do because she's a veteran. I don't think she needs to show off. This isn't her big moment. That's more, way more likely to backfire. And also when you're singing in a stadium with an echo and I've done this, I've done the national anthem, it's easier to go faster. If you stop and start listening to that echo coming back at you, then you can start to go out of tune. You can get lost. It's easier just to stay with your own voice at tempo. And that's probably part of the reason why she does it the way she does it too. It makes sense. And even if you listen to her albums of her singing songs, she's not like, doesn't sustain a lot of notes. Yeah, I... And I, she's only performed the those three as we mentioned. Those all been acapella. Obviously, we mentioned again bringing a band will make it longer. Chris Tableton just brought out his guitar, I believe there. Um, and I, I think what all Caesars and what all other books have, I believe they, they, the rules are the betting purposes. It's first word sung to last word sung. Uh, is what I've read quickly. That I believe as soon as she starts the word brave is when they cut it. Mm -hmm. That's my okay. understanding. But it's possible that it goes through the word brave. Either way, I'm going under 86. So I, I, I'm just devil's advocate just for the sake of the, the listeners of the podcast. Yes. Do you, Reba, is any any chance of any like vocal flair or like, you know, kind of uh, acrobatics going on? Any kind of just a stretch? Not, the most you're going to get is, oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light? Was a proudly we at the twilight's last. You're not going to get, you know, or the land of the dead. 
It's not going to happen. Hmm. Okay. Not gonna happen. But another singer would 100% do that. I would do that. <laughs> you know, but it's not going to happen. So yeah. I'm going to... Sorry if that was really loud. I there's no. I'm in a new apartment. I don't know what just happened. But the singing there probably fried the mic. I I always side with you. I'm going. I'm under as well. The track record proves it. The history proves it. Her age. I mean, I'm I'm with you. I think the the line is uh, a little bit too high. Uh, again, if it if it was like, I mean, even you're saying if it was like 86 and a half, you would still think about the under. So that proves you have basically you know extra four seconds of play with. Um, she has never eclipsed. Uh, nine, the 91 second mark in any of her anthems. So yeah, I'm, I'm safely in the under as well. So we'll see. Uh, this could go, of course, anyway, guys. That's what's fun about it. But I would say as a singer, and I've, I've looked at lots of um, people breaking down this bet, and there are two sides. The one side is, oh, there's no way she's going to be that fast. This is her moment. It's the Star Spangled Banner. I don't buy that at all. And also, people say she's older, so it's going to take her longer. I that is just that's just not true. If it's if it's taking longer, it's not because she's older in her vocal thing. It's the opposite. Mm -hmm. Okay, exactly. Um, so that is not true, and I've seen multiple people giving out the bet like betting experts. So I'm just telling you as a singer, no, that's not valid. It is true that she may decide or they may decide or her people may decide she's pitching a new sitcom, all that kind of stuff, but they want to do a more elaborate version and with instruments and all of that, in which case, and maybe there's a backing choir and there will be fill, in which case, yes, it could go over. But I would wager, and, and I will wager, literally, that if she sings it a cappella, it will go in under 90 and a half seconds. The fastest ever done was Billy Joel which was at 90 seconds hmm. and see that's another veteran who doesn't has great voice, great storytelling. Like he's a storyteller. Reba McIntyre is a storyteller. They're telling the story of the star spangled banner. They're not trying to impress you with how they sing the star spangled banner. That's the difference. I want to throw another question at you. I, from what I've read, people said similar singer styles to Reba been Kelly Clarkson and Carrie Underwood. They were shorter, but still went over a minute 30. Do you not buy that? Yeah, see, I don't think that Carrie Underwood and Kelly Clarkson are similar to Reba in any way. If I'm characterizing styles, just because they're country singers that are women, it's just they're not the same thing. Kelly Clarkson, again, Carrie Underwood, again, these are people that won, um, not the voice. What are they? Uh, American, American Idol, I believe. American Idol, right? You you were meant to do vocal gymnastics. You were meant to impress them. Have them. This is not Reba McIntyre style. She is old school country. She is a storyteller. And she's going to tell the story of the Star Spangled Banner. When she does it, or at least in the past, even in the videos, that's what she's doing. She's really telling you the story. She's like describing the moment to you, right? Yeah. She's not trying to be like, look how great I can sing. She's describing the moment to you and trying to bring you there for a minute and a half. Look, folks, if you're out there just reading articles and saying, oh, yeah, similar to Kelly Clarkson, they went over. I want to go over. <laughs> you're going to be wrong. Like, this is the, the best in the biz, the professional. This is you, you stay, you know, all year long. You come around for the, the fantasy football picks. But really what you do is you stay. You stay for the Super Bowl anthem. So, I mean, this is uh, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think uh, uh, hopefully we're going to go four for four, Eddie. If not, I will accept my loss. I will take my L on the podcast next week. I got to. I mean, I remember last year, like I, I do remember last year's pretty vividly and and the the guidance anthem. I, I do remember doing that as well. But it, I, I feel like those are more not a, not really a toss up, but I feel like we never had as much overwhelmingly like the evidence to to back this bet, which is why I'm now I'm feeling weird. I'm like, to me, this is a home run. Like it's clearly under. I know but that's, like, it's, that's it's what's so tricky lopsided. about it. Yeah. That's what's tricky about it. Where it's like, wait, is this a trap? Mm -hmm. Cause what, how could they, but I think because it opened at 84 and a half. Right. Right. They, right. They had done that research too. And then they moved it up because they realized everyone was going to take the over in just a few seconds would make a difference. And yeah, I could go to 85, 86. That's sure. that, That's a great point. I totally forgot that it did open at a different uh, second mark and that it moved up. You're totally right. Yeah. yeah. So I think they had a lot of people take the over there and then they were trying to, mm -hmm. I don't know. But that's my guess. We will see. Um, do you have any other novelty props you like? Like, there's a lot of things out there. Like, will Travis Kelsey propose? Or will there be a proposal period which pays two to one any player? Coin I mean, toss. You know? I, 
I would definitely, I hope anyone listening, do not bet a Travis Kelsey proposal. I I, I do not bet that. I mean, look, Taylor Swift did not even say like, thanks to him at at, at the, uh, the Grammys. He wasn't there. She's in Japan. She's going to fly back to the game. Like she has a new album coming out. It's, she's not going to, she's not going to let Travis Kelsey propose. It's like, she's not even saying yes to that. Like he, anything, he's just going to be a target for another album down the road. Do not, do not waste your money and bet on, on stuff like that. I, I know that some people are trying to get the Gatorade colors out, uh, from media night and stuff. I don't, I don't think that's been announced yet. Um, so I, I don't have any, the exotic, uh, props, but I, and I don't, I don't foresee any Taylor Swift, Kelsey, I would stay away from any of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of staying away from it too, but, um, there are some fun, just Super Bowl special props you can find that are based on it. Like I saw one that was like Travis Kelsey to have 89 receiving yards or more. That's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And, and it is a good matchup for Kelsey potentially. So that that's fun. Like if they're kind of themed, I don't mind that. But the ones that are like specifically about like, you know, what's funny too is like this Travis Kelsey is overshadowing all of this Olivia Colpo, who's mm-hmm. also a star. Who this was uh, my classmate and uh, at, at Boston University? Not even joking. Oh, really? Sat next to her for two years. Yep. That's, oh wow. Yep. Knew her. <laughs> believe we're Facebook friends, so I knew her pretty well. That's cool. Was she yep. cool? One of the nicest people. Like, she didn't didn't have to be nice. Always dressed in the nines. Like, it was like eight o'clock in the morning. I'm rolling in it's like sweatpants or whatever, and she would just show up like dressed in the nines. She would like write all of her grades in the back of the book. I'm not. I swear, I'm not making any of this up. Super nice for two years. Had like social science humanities with her. Um, I believe she was just dating like a hometown kid then back in the day, and and then um, and then she tried out some portion of like sophomore year she tried out for the miss rhode island and then won like miss usa and that's kind of when her like superstardom kind of took off so then i think she left school so did not uh finish at bu but definitely was my classmate for the first two years and i did know her relatively well that's cool that's a good story eddie wow yeah okay everybody we'll be right back after this quick break All right, let's get to some real player props because I know you have a few and I like them. Yeah, so um, I knew we were going to have this show. I knew the Minus 3 pregame show was coming back and uh, I knew that we're having a competition on Trendy. So my thought process going into this week was uh, as you know, one of the, the few people that give out player props on this network to get some player props worth your while. And I thought, like, let me try to find some plus money props that I actually believe in. I'm not trying to give you some ridiculous stuff where I'm going to be, you know, just basically rip your money in half. I want to find something that I do think actually works. So um, if you heard some of these on Trinity, I, I, I forgive you probably will hear some of these also on minus three pregame. But the first one, this kind of gives my lean of to where I'm, you know, going with the direction of this game, the winner of the Super Bowl 58 is the MVP to Patrick Mahomes. I looked back at the Super Bowl MVP winners and I, I'll, a name I've seen floated out a lot. I'm sure you have too, has been Christian McCaffrey. And I think people think if the Niners win, he's going to get it. I wouldn't even be so sure about that. Um, running backs not win this award that often. I believe only six in the history of the Super Bowl have won. And the last time a running back won the award was Terrell Davis. So uh, again, like McCaffrey is a different cat. He's a different guy that could do so much. He obviously his receiving props are high, but it's just not a thing that happens. And, And we have to also remember that the people giving out these awards are human and they want to like kind of finish the storyline. So if the chiefs win, it's hard for me to not pick Patrick Mahomes here. I know Kelsey may say that, but um, that's if Kelsey even has an impactful game. And I know me and you are both fingers crossed. He does not because we need to be glory. Yeah. So by the way, for everybody who needs an update, we, we are basically, it's basically us in covered in glory for the league, you know, the podcast network winner. And we're up by three. We have Pacheco and they have Kelsey. Mm-hmm. So we really need a Pacheco game. And I actually really think we're going to get it, but they might also really get a Kelsey game. So that's a problem. I, I think this, uh, I don't, I just don't foresee this being a Kelsey game. And I do have a prop about that, but yeah, so I, I have Mahomes, Mahomes to win the uh, Super Bowl MVP is plus 135. I think like, again, to just anoint him Brady 2.0, give him another Super Bowl MVP. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think on the other side of the Niners do win, it could be Purdy. I think just quarterbacks like 35 something quarterbacks run that mark have won this award. It's basically a quarterback award, like everything else that we've seen lately in sports. 32, 32. Okay, yeah. won it in 57 mm-hmm. years. Um, what's really interesting, as you point out, is every single pick you make for this is plus money. So this is actually a fun bet to make, right? Mm-hmm. 
It's going to pay you back more than you invested. Mm -hmm. when you could bet a couple of these. For instance, Patrick Mahomes plus one twenty five, plus one thirty, around there, depending on where you grabbed it. Mm -hmm. It was, by the way, plus three eighty before the AFC Championship game, and Brock Purdy was only plus two hundred. Hmm. So, you anybody who got Mahomes two weeks ago, good job, guys. Um, but let's say you get Mahomes and you you should let's say you're betting on the Chiefs. Okay, if you're betting on the Chiefs. You should bet on Mahomes and Kelsey. Kelsey pays 12 to 1. Yeah. Or Mahomes I, and Pacheco. You know? Yeah, Pacheco. Yeah, again, I, I know I said running backs don't it, but it could be. It's like, I feel like this award is like quarterbacks, or it's like, oh, that one defender who had three interceptions and a touchdown and yeah. like that random. That happens like once every like 10 Super Bowls. That always pops nine, up. I think yeah. nine times won by yeah. a defensive a tight end has never won the award. So let me give you a little bit of a conspiracy, you know, whatever. If you believe that they're really trying to push this, whatever, a tight end has never won the award. So if Kelsey did, it would fit into the script. You would get paid 16 to one. And there you go. So we're saying that if the Chiefs win this game, and even if Kelsey has four catches for 32 yards and he wins the MVP, he, something is up. He might win it over. <laughs> I love that. That's the actual best. That's that's phenomenal right there. Um, and just throw a couple other quick ones before we get to yours here. Um, I, I love this one. I've been saying this one all year long about quarterbacks who are pretty mobile that are not the rushers. They're not, the, you know, the Lamar Jacksons, the, the Jalen Hurts, the, even the Mahomes. But pretty over three and a half rush yards is plus 130. Uh, he is over 60 rushing yards in the playoffs he's been scrambling a lot more he is good at moving the pocket he is good at going through his progressions the Chiefs defense is good they will be on his tail and I think three and a half yards obviously not counting if he does not get sacked a bunch but th three and a half yards is really one scramble I think uh he'll be ahead of that so I love that one of plus 130 um and I love uh you know Debo Samuel to score a guy as good as Debo gets the yeah. ball as much as Debo is plus 110 to score a touchdown he did not last week but he still had a bunch of targets a bunch of catches he will be involved in this game. Uh, I also do have him under the 15 and a half rush yards. That's plus 105. He has not really been running the ball as of late. Uh, I believe the stat was he only cleared this number once since uh, December 10th. So just trending. He's not been running the ball a, a ton lately. And then uh, the last point I'll give out just because I kind of gave away where I'm leaning with this game. Uh, Kansas City plus the three and a half and under 51 and a half points. Total points on the game is plus 135. We've seen recently with Super Bowls, not counting last year, but the bunch before then all going under this KC defense is too good. And like me and Jen said last week, it's just, and I was initially Niners all the way entering these playoffs, but how the Niners have played and how the chiefs have played, how the chiefs defense has played, uh, just really limiting teams and getting like points, getting three and a half points with Patrick Mahomes is absolutely insane to me. So I'm going to go KC plus three and a half under the 51 and a half is plus plus one thirty-five. So those are a few props that I like uh, going into this uh, big game. Let me ask you about this Super Bowl special I saw offered somewhere. I, I think this is crazy. The Super Bowl special is that the Niners will be leaving it, leading at halftime, but the Chiefs will win the game and it pays plus 700. I like that because it's basically just reversing what we've seen. Because everyone's been saying KC is the first half team and San Francisco is the second half team. So that that is basically reversing what we think will happen. So instead of Brock Purdy being great in the fourth quarter, Brock Purdy is good in the first half. And then he kind of, I, I mean, I like the idea of the zig when you zag and that, that payout's awesome. So I, it's I don't, amazing payout. I don't think, and that's the thing too. It's like, if we like, we've seen this story before the chiefs are losing by a, a few points and Mahomes is the ball in his hands with like a timeout and two minutes left. It's like, Oh, we know what's going to happen. So it's all, like, the time in the world. Yeah. it's all the time in the world for him. I mean, there's a novelty prop bet. Will um, any offensive drive be shorter than the national anthem? So if we think the national anthems at 90 seconds or less, mm. right? I mean, Patrick Mahomes can do it in 13 seconds. He proved it in the AFC game versus the Bills. I think both. I, I think both teams are definitely capable of that. Um, I think Mahomes, a, a deep bomb could obviously work. And I think the Niners, you could almost argue, may have a better chance of that with guys like Debo um, or even yeah. CMC in space. Those Both those guys could take it to the house. So uh, I think like that's definitely a thing that I, I think will happen um, in, in that game. Another prop that I that it was not mine, this is Brett. Go back, listen to, to Trendy. Uh, I want to see your uh, thoughts on this. It's minus 150, so not a... 
a ton of, uh, you know, it's not the best odds, but under 14 and a half total players with receptions. And as Brett explained it um, in the game, it's basically all the pass catchers you could have. Um, they basically all need to have one catch. And it's like, it's you you need like a tackle eligible or, or something else to add to that. So it's like almost a sure bet. Uh, I know Mahomes does spread the ball around, but like, it, it, I, I love that bet. He does, but they would have to actually catch it. Sure. Yeah. That's also a good point. Yeah. <laughs> So it's not like Jordan Love where they actually like connect. He spreads the ball around. Plus, if Tony is like just in like punt return duty, if he's even active, like I, I think that's a great that, that bet's a home run bet. So good job that there, is a really Brett. great bet. I wonder yeah. if you could put that in a parlay because I would put that as the base of a parlay because I mm. feel like it was free just to boost my other bet. Sure. Yeah, I, I would not be shocked if Vegas had known of that, but uh, yeah, I mean it's it is pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty good. Um, I have a, a couple bets. You know, we already talked about how he liked Pacheco. I talked about how uh, he may be able to actually exceed his receiving prop based on the matchup. But another one that I didn't mention yet is George Kittle. I like him to go over uh, his longest reception prop, which is 20 and a half. Now, he's exceeded it 12 times this year, including both postseason games. That's versus the Lions and the Packers. And we know that Kittle has incredible yards after catchability. You were just talking about how quickly Brock Purdy could connect mm-hmm. with someone to get to the house. It could mm-hmm. be Kittle. Sure. Um, he had 483 yards after catching the regular season. That's the third most amongst tight ends, but it's the 13th most amongst all NFL receivers. That's a pretty stellar mark. Uh, the Chiefs have allowed only three tight ends to exceed this prop, including postseason. However, They've allowed 30 receivers in total, if you include tight ends and wide receivers. So 30 times they've allowed a catch of 21 yards or more. This is the Super Bowl. I'm kind of liking the under on George Kittle catches and yards, but I feel like he's going to have one big catch or one big moment. Yeah. So I'll like that probably. Yeah, I, I could I see that uh, happening as well. Um, another what what do you think about Jake Moody in terms of the kicking? Uh, Brad gave this plan out too on on trendy. He's plus money. He's plus a hundred for over one and a half uh, field goals here. Do you think this is a field goal game? Or do you think it's a touchdown game? I think it's if the Chiefs are doing the job, if it plays out the way it does in my mind, they should have to kick two field goals. Yeah, I like that one a lot too. I like that. Yeah. This will be really interesting because I think that the players that are set up for the most success in this game are the running backs. It's actually Christian McCaffrey and Isaiah Pacheco. They have the best matchups. So, you know, as you said, the MVP award usually goes to a quarterback. But if there were ever a year to build your DFS lineup or place some bets on a running back, it feels like this is it. As far as the receivers, like... I don't really see Rice having a big game. I started looking at his numbers and what the Niners allowed and his catch props, and they're just a little high. I think he's going to go a little under. I think Kelsey will probably go over um, just because of his postseason chemistry with Mahomes, and I think he will be hard to guard. The Niners have not faced really any elite tight ends. They have faced like three that are like semi Hawkinson and like a couple others. That's it. Mm. And those guys went over this prop. They had big games. Um, So I think Kelsey will go over the receiving prop. His cash prop has moved. It was seven and a half and for the over was plus money. And now it's six and a half for the over is like minus 150. I'd rather take Brett's bet for that Mm -hmm. or take the under for plus money. Like you suggested, I would rather do that. I wouldn't take that prop at all, but I would take that for the receiving yards because he also has great yards after catchability. And I just think that the yardage could be there. So I would also take an anytime touchdown. At one point, it was plus money for Kelsey to have an anytime touchdown. It was like plus 105. I don't think it is anymore. I think it's juice now to like minus 125. So hopefully you got that one early. Um, the, the the Kelsey stuff is going to be interesting because I think we're going to know early on in this game how impactful he'll be. I right, think when right. we see the first two, three Chiefs drives, I think it's just going to be like, is Mahomes forcing the ball to him or is he going to kind of have Kelsey getting open late in, a, in his back pocket? Is he going to start to spread the ball around and, and hit Rice and the other receivers? Is he going to try to use a Pacheco in space, which he doesn't really do that often? Um, because, again, like if you're thinking as a defensive game planner to stop them, stop the Chiefs, you want to stop 
Travis Kelsey at all costs because he pretty much is the only guy. That's why I I just like this is going to be so interesting early on in this game to see like are we going to suffer us that if we're, we're playing against Travis Kelsey um, or not? And I think that we're gonna you pretty much will know the answer to that early on. So um, I, I do think that he's going to be looking to him because uh, re- frankly, there's not much else where he, where Mahomes could look to. I I will tell you that I am interested in catch props for both Justin Watson and Noah Gray. One and a half. They just get two catches. And like, if the Niners are focused on Kelsey, Noah Gray could get a couple of those. Justin Watson could get a couple of those and they're nice and low. So I'm interested in those. It's it's very, it's hard for me to pick between Ayuk and Debo, like how they're going to be used. I tend to think Debo will go over his yards, which is 57 and a half. He averaged 59 during the regular season. So I think he will at least be around his average. Ayuk is just so hit or miss. Like sometimes even when it's supposed to be such an Ayuk game, they, yeah. they don't target him. And that Brock Purdy doesn't target, doesn't. But- I don't know. It literally happened in the NFC team. Championship. It happened like it was so Debo was banged up. Debo may not play. Debo then ends up with like eight or nine catches. And then I did have the touchdown, but only still three catches, like 64 yards, I believe it was his uh, his stat line. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a guy as talented as that just sometimes it is not the ball does not go his way. Um, so maybe yeah. this will be the IU game. And I was making the joke back to the, the backup tight ends. I was making the joke with Toby and Brett that I think like this will be the uh, Jawan Jennings slash like Noah Gray yeah. game. Like they're just trying, you're trying to out game plan each other where it's like all right well, well we're gonna stop kelsey here i'm gonna stop debo and Ayuk here and it's like who's the next man up and that's sometimes that's kind of how you see the super bowl it is pretty wacky and, 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 and very conservative play early on i saw a super bowl prop special prop and i really like this for you sick juice sick juice juice over half a yard rushing and one catch plus 450 hmm I feel like that's a yes. That's good. Yeah. I feel like they're going to go to him, especially again. I'm maybe I'm getting too deep into this NFL script thing, but with the deal his wife signed and all this, they're going to try to get at least a little bit onto, you know. And he's 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 had Super Bowl. T- I would bet on him almost for a touchdown. I, you know, I was just going to say if they're inside like the five yard line and you're like, oh, it's going to go to McCaffrey, and then it's a quick handoff to Dusik yeah, up the middle, and then he scores, and then screws everyone's props, and oh man, that would be something else. It but feels then, like that could happen. And if yeah. it does, you heard it here. Yeah. And if we if I, <laughs> we didn't say this earlier, but I, I meant to say by, way back when we're talking about the exotic props, because I, I ran that off my player props here. But if I didn't say it, I think the color that makes the most sense for the Gatorade is red oh, yeah. because of both teams have red in their uniform. That's just how I, my brain works. But I know and that orange and, orange and yellow are, seem to be the more, you know, the, the, the flavors that come out more often. Orange is with the most yeah. recently. The most often. And people who bet purple last year got paid seven to one. Purple's the favorite this year at certain marks. So it depends on where you get. Look, pick your color and go shopping. (laughs) What's crazy. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, the purple, I, I, it's when you go to the store and you buy Gatorade, like the number one you see is yellow. And then it's like, then it's orange, red, and then maybe even a blue. But I mean, all right, purple. Yeah, purple. I don't know. I guess maybe because that's what the Chiefs used last year. Yeah. So, I don't know. I would not bet on purple. There's no way I would bet on purple. I would almost bet on clear or no Gatorade shower. Just yeah. to mix it up. Because it could be water. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's very true. I I, I just think... I, I wonder like the, the, how much thought process actually goes into like the, if like some of the NFL is like, well, you know, both teams have red, we'll use red or they're like, they're like, who, it could be a team decision. Like I have no idea how it goes into it. I want to know the intern that decides. Yeah the Gatorade color and how much he's like, you know, passing off the info to his buddies that are drafting. Yeah. I mean, I I need some inside info. (laughs) Okay, guys. Um, there's nothing left to happen except the game. I, I just, I, it's been an exciting season. We're going to come back and we're going to recap it. We're going to check our scores, see how we did in our NFC postseason, see how we did on our extra points postseason. See how we did with our national anthem bets, as well as some of these other plus money bets. All of Eddie's plus money bets were really strong. I really like them. And I, I'm in the same way. I don't like to play a lot of heavily juiced bets. It's no fun because mm-hmm. when you win, you're like, oh, I made $82. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's way more fun when you see, you know, potential risk and then your potential payout is bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stop so, betting okay. on like CMC anytime touchdown at like minus five seventy. That's not and it's not fun for anyone. No, it's not fun for anyone, including CMC. Yeah. But you know what I will say? 
Travis Kelsey, you made a big misstep. You've been doing a really good job of saying today that you don't care about fantasy football. I understand that mean people come at you in your DMs and say mean things and whatever, but you need to understand that a lot of your fans are because of fantasy football. And I will never understand players being rude about it because it's so good for the NFL, for them, for their jersey sales. So I, I really didn't like that. And um, I'll be really honest, like, I'm so glad I'm not to talk about Travis Kelsey anymore. I'm sick of if, if he wins the Super Bowl, they win. The Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Will he, you think he's going to retire or no? Well, okay. Mm-hmm. No, definitely not. He did he's say waiting. a lot of ball left in him. So he, he's, he's enjoying the spotlight too much and it will be immediately gone if he retires. Yeah. Whereas his brother has a wife and a family and all these other things that are really important to him too. And this is fun for him on the side. I think this is Travis' personality. Travis Kelsey's entire personality now. There's no way he retires this year. And I hope he does retire while he's still sort of at the top of his game because otherwise it'll be a little sad. Yeah. So I'm smart. Next year retires. <laughs> Look, as long as he doesn't score a touchdown this week, and uh, I'm fine with that. So we can win our EP fantasy league. And uh, and I, I guess. Go. And I guess also we should give, I'll give a final score. I, I said before Chiefs in the under, okay. but I'll, I'll go 24 or 20 Chiefs. 2420 Chiefs. I would go 2421 Chiefs. Yeah. That's I, I guess that's 40, 45. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to okay. go on. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to go under. It's going to go under. I think a lot of, you know, conservative play early on, really, really tight play. And then maybe it'll open up near halftime. And, but, and not by open up, not a lot, but just, you the know. Public money is all on the over. The sharp money is all on the under, just for you guys to know out there. So the public is on the over. The money is on the under. Mm -hmm. All right. It's been fun, Eddie. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and we will wrap it up next week. You guys, don't forget to subscribe to Lemon Lemon Pepper Parlay Trendy. I will be making my appearance on Friday with some bets for that as well. Um, Extra points covered in glory. And... That's it. Is that and, us? Uh, and minus three pregame coming out too. Yes. Minus and, three. Minus and, three, of course. Yes. And definitely, like Jen said, follow along um, extra points. We're not only with the, the, the trendy kind of competition we have going on this week, but we will also post the update uh, of the EP Fantasy League as well. So keep an eye on the Twitter. And then obviously our, our fantastic uh, national anthem video will be coming out too. Uh, Twitter, <laughs> YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. So go track all that stuff down. And then, yeah, big, big recap week next week to kind of you know recap what we just saw and look ahead a little bit into uh, next fantasy season all right rock and roll you guys have fun enjoy the super bowl